knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Everybody, this is Captain Jeff. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Our sponsors today are Kettle and Fire. Kettle and Fire makes bone broth, Kato soups, and classic soups. This stuff is like healthy, you know, for a healthy lifestyle. If you're into like a healthy gut, um, a healthy complexion, a better immunity system, this is a good health food for you. If you'd like to order from Kettle and Fire, enter the promo code WAYPOINT to get 15% off on any order. This bone broth is hard to make, and it's definitely worth the time and energy to get out to Kettle and Fire. Use the promo code WAYPOINT. Also brought to you by the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. You can go by car, or you can go by water. Enjoy the nautical atmosphere, a great menu, and everybody has a great time at the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. I got the Shepherd Stephen Busaka in the Lunker Dog Studios today. What's up? Jeff, I tell you what, I got a big day coming up, man. What do you mean big day? You always got these big days. What's going on? I try to every every day I try to live to the fullest, man. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. So um I got something really cool that's actually coming up. A pretty big milestone in my life, actually. I am actually finally moving out. What do you mean you're moving out? Um, uh, I was down here, you know, helping my mom move out of her place because she's moving up to Orlando. You know, f- I fixed it up. House is on the market. People are interested. And it's finally happened. And the best part is I found where I'm going to live next. Well, that's got to be cool. Yeah. The, um, so what, you, that's the only house you ever lived in before? Yeah. My parents were the original owners. So you've been there 27 years. 27 years. And this is going to be the first time you move out of your house? Yeah, man. I'm excited. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. So you're going to start drinking now? Hell no. <laughs> Water, maybe. But... Uh, well, I thought maybe, like, you know, you stayed sober just because you didn't want to go home. Oh, gosh. You know, bombed. Dude, if anything, being home should have made me actually drink, but <laughs> I'm not, I shouldn't talk like that. I shouldn't talk like that, but no, I mean, I'm actually excited. I mean, to me, I feel like that's actually a pretty big deal in somebody's life when you finally move out. You know what I mean? It's a huge deal. It's what was it like deal. for you when you first moved out? It was, well, when you first moved out was when you went to college, right? right? I left, I left after my senior year of high school to go up to the university of Connecticut and I stayed up there for three and a half years and uh, that totally sucked. Be honest with me. Do you sometimes regret going to UConn? I regret. Yeah, sometimes I regret going to UConn. Like a lot of people think, oh, yeah, well, when I moved out, I went to college. Those were the best days of my life. 
Not for you. Those were not the best days of my life. It's for Connecticut, sure. dude. It was Connecticut. And uh I told you my dad's from Connecticut too. School just school just didn't like you know, like if I didn't play football, I never would have went to school. You don't think so? I don't think so. See, this is the thing. I actually I always wanted to go to college and I was really happy that I went to college too. I mean, like looking back now. Would you have chosen, because you still would have gotten the football scholarship, is there another college that you actually kind of wish that you had gone to instead of UConn? Well, yeah. You know, Which but that, one? Hindsight's twenty twenty. you know. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Lots of them. Um, I wish I wouldn't have gone to New England. New England sucks. I told you, all my freaking family's up there. I'm not it, in, it sucks. I'm not into <laughs> living in New England. And I did it. I did the same mistake twice. I did it once in college, and then I went to work up there. And it sucked when I worked up there, too. Dry cleaners, right? Yeah, it didn't suck as bad as college because I was, I was starting to make some money for the first time in my life. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But New England sucks. Yeah. You know. So, for vacation, it's not bad. Like, a quick vacation is not bad. But I either wouldn't have went to school or I would have went to school local here. What were you thinking? Yeah, it didn't matter because, like I said, school wasn't like a priority for me. So, so I went to FAU in Boca. What was FAU like? I don't know if you remember it at all, what it was, Boca was even like back then in the 80s. I took, some sc- I took some classes at FAU in the summertime. Did you really? Yep. I went down there. I was on campus in Boca. It was, it was more like a high school back then. I don't know what it's like now. Except It was it, smaller, I think, right? Dude, it, it, dude, it seemed like it... it the, the campus in Boca seemed like going to St. Thomas. It was very similar. Yeah. Well, see, now it's actually, they've expanded it quite a bit. Yeah, well, I bet. Even from when I went there, which was like five years ago. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the name of the game right now. Become university and take over the world. See, when I, so I, I'll be honest, I loved FAU. I thought FAU was great. And, but I will tell you, if I could have financially done it, I wish I could have gone to UM. Oh, shit, Yeah. You know, but that's for rich people. Yeah, I know. And really, really like smart really. fuckers. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm a big believer in sometimes that whole smart thing. I think it's just a matter of how, how serious you take it. And you study for it, I think, is a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Um, it helps to have parents that donate like a shitload of money to the university. <laughs> that's a big deal. Helps to be a... Uh, a football player usually athletics helps a little bit yeah but a- athletics it's not like some of the other scholarships you get totally taken advantage of if you're on athletic scholarship because yeah. you were on athletic scholarship too well, so, and so a lot elaborate of the, a little bit well, a lot of the kids we we played at st thomas you know a lot of my friends they all went on scholarship and friggin played at these big universities and all i can say is the university got the better out of that deal in what sense you think? Well, they gave you an education mm-hmm. that in this day and age ain't worth diddly. <laughs> okay? I'm not kidding. I mean, facts are facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, okay, you got this education from them, which was some sort of bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying all kids friggin' totally, you know, got nothing out of it. I'm sure some of them learned a lot and probably prepared them. But when you got out of college, there wasn't like, you know, the big time job sitting there waiting for you. You still had to make it happen yourself and all that yep. kind of shit. And it's probably it was even worse for my generation though compared so, to you guys. So anyway, when you're on scholarship, um, you go and you get your education paid for. But things that people don't realize, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to work. You can't get a paycheck and be on athletic scholarship. At least you couldn't back in the '80s when I was there. You know. 
Um, but anyway, so. So now, so here's the thing. So let me ask you. So now, so you're not allowed to work. So are you? So how are you? So basically, for food and everything like that. That was paid for. But oh, the problem. Okay. Yeah, because your food was paid for. Your room and board. Your room I'm assuming board, was yeah, room books. and board paid for. But um, a lot of the kids that didn't have you know family money, they were up there on scholarships. You know, I mean, yeah, they hardly had money to get pizzas and stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. And it's then, like. Well, and then I'm just saying that. When you're on football scholarship or baseball or a lot of these other real demanding sports, is you're up at friggin' 5, 6 a.m. You're taking classes ridiculously early in the morning um, so you can put in time and athletics in the afternoon. So your day starts crazy early. Then it goes crazy late. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big workload. Then when you're on athletic scholarship, you're not allowed to drop courses. You have to keep a minimum. I forget what it is. I think it was 15 credits. Now, everybody else that wasn't on scholarship, if they were having a hard time with a class, they could drop a class and take one later, so on and so forth. And then the amount of money that the conferences, the football conferences or the athletic conferences make compared to what they have to give up for the athlete, the universities win big time. Wow. Big time. Jesus. Dude, we went to Dollywood. <laughs> we went to Dollywood, um, I don't know, back in like February or something. Yeah. And uh, maybe early March, but whatever. We went to Dollywood. And I don't know, there was thousands and thousands of people there, right? And all of them had on university stuff. At Dollywood? Yeah, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, all their... Did you see FSU? Everything. Everything <laughs> you could imagine, okay? And the reason they had those things on was because in support of their athletic programs for the most part. You're basically a walking billboard if you think about it. And you paid for that that you have on. And these universities are sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions. Not a few million. And the kids that totally bust their ass, and the reason that they're able to make all that kind of dough, get a bachelor's degree. And, wow. and I can't tell you how many people go through the system and never get their degree. Really? Yeah, yeah it's just the way it works. Jesus. So anyway, that's, that's my thing. That's your thing. So I had to move to a dorm in friggin' Stores, Connecticut when I first moved out of my house. How far is that from uh, Bridgeport? Because that's where my family is. It's about an hour from Bridgeport. Okay. It's about 35 minutes from Hartford. I know Hartford, yeah. You know what I mean? So what was it like? Now, did you have the dorm to yourself? Or were you actually uh, alone? No. no. Or was there a roommate? Or? There was a roommate. I had a roommate from... Uh, I had a few different roommates, but they were all football players. You know, they were on the same schedule, had the same type of uh, situation you were in. So were they? Did, were you cool with these dudes too, or? Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Because I've heard stories about people living in the dorms that got roommates that they absolutely couldn't stand. Yeah, I didn't have that. I had good roommates. I didn't have that issue. So these are going to be your first roommates at 27. Yep. And they're going to have to put up with you. I feel bad for them. Uh, yeah. So well, I want to tell you. Don't you know who I'm moving in with? I'm moving in with Billy from Billy's Curbside Grill, dude, the chef. You're going to get fat. Dude, that's what I'm worried about, man, because he cooks freaking gourmet almost every night. 
<laughs> but he uses like organic ingredients though, so it's not like we're eating like McDonald's or something like that every night. Or typical, like we just had, like that burrito that was this big. So this is your good. first time living with people? Well, not, I mean, people, I've lived with, you know, that with people fa- at the house. That aren't family. He basically is like family because he and I have been like this since freaking birth, but. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. In but terms yes. of blood? But yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. So good luck with that. I'm excited, dude. <laughs> he wants me. Well, shouldn't you be saying that to Billy? <laughs> oh, for, for the whole household, for that, you know, <laughs> you guys are gonna need it, dude. I cannot wait. So I don't know if you saw. So Joey Argento, he sent me. I showed you what he sent me. He made like the planks that had RTD on it, real big, right? Which I thought that was so gracious of him to do that. I cannot wait to hang that thing up in there. That's going to be like the first thing I do is hang that thing. We already got a spot on the wall for it. All right, so you're going to take that run, that dog thing? We, so you already you already talked to your roommates about where you're going to put this thing. Oh, yeah. They can't wait. Oh, good. So they actually they want me to actually get a bonefish mounted. Now, we talked about that, too. And I'm thinking about because they want one not on the wall they like yours. They want one as like a centerpiece because there's a big table in there that nobody uses. And I'm not going to lie. It would actually look kind of cool on the, on the table, like in the middle. They have one um, that's almost like on a piece of like a driftwood that would look cool. But I don't know. Part of me wants to wait till I get a little bit of a bigger one. I think right, this, is, this is my advice to anybody that's thinking about doing a fish mount or a pool table. A You're, pool table? Yeah. Okay. Because people pull the triggers on pool tables. <laughs> I never heard that. Yeah, people want pool tables. And they just kind of get them on impulse, basically, is what you're I'm saying, I'm just saying right? you don't do pool table or fish mount without having your own fucking house. You know what I mean? If you're a renter and you got a pool table and some nice fish mounts, and then every time that you move, which you will move if you're a renter, then you got to deal with that stuff. That's like you know, high-maintenance shit. You should not have stuff like that until you got a house. Well, it is a house. But it's not your house. I know. So the chances of you staying there for 15 years or what? Slim to none. Right. That's my point. So stay away from fish mounts and pool tables. And chicks you don't like. That's freaking all the time. <laughs> that's solid advice. I know. No, I agree. But, but what if I get like a 9 or 10 pound bonefish and I want to get it mounted? Get it mounted when you buy your house. But what if I have these dudes literally saying, mount it. We want, we want it up. If you want to freaking suffice to peer pressure, go ahead. Oh, my God. Well, how about this, though? Because, I mean, I have my own room. What so, if I just want to hang it in my room? Dude, you don't have to take my advice. I'm just telling you my advice. I'm 52 years old. <laughs> I've had a house for a long time. I've caught a ton of fish. I had a pool table in college. That was stupid, one of the most stupid things I've ever done. Why is that? Because it was in college. You had to, Every time I freaking had to go someplace, I had to bring the pool table. Which yeah. never happened, which means I lost the pool table. Yeah, well, because the, the pool table's huge. Right. A bonefish mount is not really that big, which is good. It, but it's fragile, and it's a piece that needs to not be moved around. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. And 
like a fish mount is like art. You want to put it up in the right place at the right time so people can look at it in the right atmosphere. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, Billy's friggin' second ex-girlfriend probably is not going to appreciate your bonefish mount. Just saying. His second ex-girlfriend. Well, whatever. You know, his sister's granduncle. <laughs> All those people are not going to freaking like your fish mount. You know that for a fact. I just know how people are. I have a freaking beautiful bonefish mounted in my house. I know you do. Do you know how many people walk into my house and look at the fish mount and go, man, that's freaking the most badass thing I've ever seen? How many? A few, but not many. Do you know how many of Nicole's friends walk in and say that? None. None. Do you know how many of Victoria's friends walk in and say that? None. None. Right. So, but it's my fucking house, so I got the fish mount up there. Hell yeah. I still don't think that that mount does that justice, though. Because you showed me the picture. Nothing does a 13-pound bonefish justice. Yeah, because you showed me the picture. Except for catching one in real life. Yeah, because you showed me the picture. It looks way bigger than the one on the... No, don't get me wrong, though. It's a very nicely done mount. But, but to me, it doesn't look as big as the actual fish you caught. And that's class, you know, because it hardly ever works that way. Usually the mount is way bigger than the photo. Really? So people look at the photo, and then they look at the mount, and then they go, oh, yeah, that's nice. And they kind of give them the old fake smile or because they like, know damn well that that mount it's an exaggeration. Right, was exaggerated. Now, if you're a gentleman, then you go ahead and you make sure the mount is at least freaking questionable. I like that. Not not smaller. Questionable. Questionable. So you're looking at it and you're like, man, I think the one in the pitch is bigger. Which immediately adds class to the mount. As opposed to taking away. Are you feeling me? Yeah. That's in, that's actually a really interesting I, kind of concept. Dude, that's real guy shit. That's real guy shit. Perception's Dude, everything. You know what's funny? I've actually been kind of more and more focused I'm trying to get a bonefish that big so that I can mount it. Might not mount it right away. I'll be honest. I probably won't mount it right away. But I at least want to get one under my belt. So in the back of my mind, like, I know, like, I'm going to get this thing mounted one day. Do you want to know what makes my mount fucking phenomenal? <laughs> the fact that it was your fish? It gets way better than that. I caught that fish with a lifelong fishing buddy of mine from Massachusetts that I grew up with. Okay, so it wasn't like um, I caught that fish with some friggin' superstar um, bone fishing dude that friggin' you know. It was it was a old school effort by two old friends. Secondly, is I didn't know the fish was being mounted because I have the best wife in the world that actually understood what the feat was when you catch a double digit bone fish like that. Who then took the picture and went to the taxidermy. Are you serious? Right. And then she got it done for you. Exactly. Was that like a like a birthday present, anniversary gift? Like what was it? No, that was an appreciation to the friggin' fish. Because my wife knew that Eric and I would spend a month or so out of every year to target these trophy fish, which would have been bonefish and tarpon and blue marlin. Okay? And we've caught all those together. And the bonefish it was like catching, you know, and that and that bonefish was caught in Big Pine Key, which isn't known for the most giant bonefish. So for the area that I caught it in, it was, you know, exceptionally big. Well, but anyway, there was a lot to that mount. And I think when you get a fish mounted, whatever the circumstances are, there should be a lot to it that way. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. As opposed to 
If you have to think about it, then it's a no. Well, that's what, remember how I said to you at first, I was like, well, I'm thinking about getting this one mounted for the table, but I'm not sure. Do you like playing pool? Sometimes, yeah. All right, but not enough to get a pool table? No. Good. All right, so we can, we don't have to talk about that one. Exactly. But no, but I like how you said, if you really have to think about it. It's probably It's no. probably not. Right. But I, one day. I mean, unless you got more money than sense, which some people do. Some people do. No, I mean, it would, don't get me wrong. It would, it's still, I mean, listen, it was seven and a half, has seven and a half pound bonefish. It's still a big fish. Would look very nice as the mount. But I, if I want to do a mount, Jeff, I want it to be something where people can walk in and look at that thing and be like, wow, that's a big ass bonefish. Well, I never seen one that big well, then or something like, you know what well, I mean? Well, then wait till you catch one that big. Yeah. Don't worry about this. You know, I mean, great. And, le- and let me tell you, you know, I, I'm going to know because what's going to happen is this. And I know I'll know because when I lift that thing out of the water, I feel like I'm going to literally just be like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mount this fish like right then and there. It's not going to happen a couple weeks later. Like, yeah, maybe I will. No, it's right then and there. I'm going to lift it out of the water and be like, this fish is getting mounted and I'll know. Well, I hope so. so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I may or may not wait till I have my own house, but we'll see. Dude, do yourself a favor and listen to Captain Jeff. So I can tell you. I, I listen to you like 99.9% of the time. Good. Then make it 100% and you have no fucking problems. Anyway. Are you going to come visit me in the new place? Eh, probably not. Cooper City? Yeah. Dude, I try really hard not to go west of Federal Highway if I can help it. I don't either. But listen, desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, I'm not desperate. Especially since the recording studio's over here and you're going to come over well, what, here most of the time. And what if Billy's cooking a phenomenal dinner that night? Well, that, that could be enticing. Yeah. And you can come over and we can sit down like gentlemen and eat. Dude, I've never eaten in anybody's house in Cooper City before. Well, dude, there's a first time for everything. I will think about that. All I can say is congratulations on getting out of the house at 27 years old. Thank you. I hope it works out good for you. No pool table, no fish mounts for a little while, okay? Okay, deal. And um, good luck to you. Run that dog. Run that dog. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv join me chef jean-paul bourgeois and the whole crew here at duck camp dinners every monday at 8 p.m eastern on waypoint tv birds up in the sky Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.